Uh, hey, Miles. <laughs> hey. What's going on, dude? Don't know. Just uh, thought I'd come online. And for some reason, I'm in some kind of chat that's going on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just, I we thought just we were just hanging out, man. Pulled you off the street. Yeah. But I mean, there's no one watching. It's just like maybe a couple of people. I mean, if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, why is everyone saying hi, Miles, in the chat? What's going on, Brian? What have you done? What is this? I, what are I, these shenanigans? We may I trusted have, you. <laughs> we may have told people that you were showing up today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Well, but, so, but since you're here... Let's, talk, let's wing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's start the show. Oop, wait, that's the wrong button. Let's start the show. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching it right now, you very well could be watching it live. If you're watching it later, how's the future? Don't forget, you can also check this out on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to our loyal friend, Jay Meow, who does all the hard work around here that I don't want to do. Also, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry. Also, the mods. Also, what's up, Miles Dyer from Miles Dyer official Instagram account. <laughs> The, these intros are getting better and better. <laughs> like the most easiest intro you could ever do is when it's someone's own name, but it actually feels really awkward in the internet space. Like, yeah. But now I'm doing good, Brian. How you doing, man? <laughs> no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> it's been the most chaotic day I've had in a very long time. Um, and, I, and I'm honestly just happy to be here for the next hour where it's like I don't have to think about any of that and i can just enjoy some vr talk i can hang out with my friend and uh, and hang out with all the all these cats in the chat man very very happy um, for sure it's the home stretch it's the home stretch <laughs> it's the home stretch hey listen before we get into the real show um i know you've been on the channel uh what, at least twice maybe three times before I, I forget do you know i think it's twice yeah yeah no one for, for showcases there's no way to know um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're miles and what what are you doing here man like you're you're our new friday guy uh, let's, let's, let's learn a little bit about Miles Dyer. What's, uh, what's your favorite video game of all time? I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't talk about this at all. Oh my goodness. Uh, favorite of all time, man. I mean, Final Fantasy seven, uh, has always had a special place in my heart. I think it was cause it was the first game where I really saw the medium as a, a great storyteller. Mm. I mean, I think you had to buy th a three disc set to play the entire game on the original playstation i think i've got it still actually the cd somewhere but yeah fun fancy feel seven like you were getting like a better game when it came on multiple discs back then back then you're yes. like oh look at this this is a four disc game you're like fucking pretty cool man this is, it must be a good one and, yeah and also for a game to like last i think it's 60 hours or something was unheard of um when obviously you look at a lot of games now, I mean, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West recently mm. and I've just been sidetracked by all the side quests. I'm 40 hours into the game and I've barely made a dent into the main story and I'm like totally overpowered because it's just so immersive. So uh, yeah, I hear that's like a hundred hour game, which is kind of av average. But can I just say hi to all the game cats and everyone in the chat? I'm seeing lots of love being sent. I read everything and I really, really appreciate it. Lots of kind words have come my way this week uh, when it was all announced. Um, and yeah, as you say, like I've been on a couple of times before. I absolutely love what you have done with AJ and Dave and everyone else in the past. Um, 
having the other co-hosts throughout the week has been awesome. I've been tuned into that. I was just telling Brian before coming on, I was actually wearing the uh, <laughs> uh, No Fracking Way um, Fracks shirt that Wes was wearing on Wednesday. So I changed it just before I came on because I didn't want Wes to think I was copying him. <laughs> you know, I just wanted, had, to, had, to be, had to be clear there. But, but we did, but yeah, we did I, think I mean, a little bit too late. We were like, man, this should be the co-host uniform. <laughs> like everybody yeah. needs to wear a Frack shirt if you come on the show. This is it. End, end dreams sort it out. Um, but yeah, look. Um, throughout my entire yeah, life, if End Dreams is participating, there better be some fucking bomber jackets with the uh, yes. with the Fract logo on them. Okay, just saying. Yeah, and uh, and caps for the summer. It'd be great. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've I've been a gamer my entire life. Um, although I've been a content creator on YouTube for fifteen years, it's never been in the gaming space, and it's just because I've never really found what I wanted to do for my own channel. Um, but I've always liked supporting gaming channels where and when I can. And obviously, I've known you for years now. Um, the pandemic has just you know, made all that time fly by. Um, and I've always really respected the work that you've done, the community you've built. And um, the, the community is just so loving and inclusive. And you know that's something I've always wanted to support and be a part of. Um, and so in many ways, as exciting as it is to be on this show, um, I do take it seriously. It's a real privilege. And I hope that my contributions uh, do the show justice because that's what it deserves. Donatello, the scientist game cat, with the $5 tip says, Welcome, Miles. Meow and swipe. Don't forget to pimp Unity in time. Okay. Well, it's just here. Uh, and people are like, what's Unity in time? Uh, it's my band's new album, uh, Unity in time. And it's got a little hourglass there with mm. a little flower uh so yeah i i'm a screamer in a heavy metal band uh, a lot of people are surprised by that because you're like you're so cool and collective so that's where i vent it off and uh yeah we, we just had a uk tour uh that was great um been taking daily covid tests hoping that i haven't caught anything and i'm all good um but yeah no it's been really really cool and i would say if anyone's into metal or anything prog or rock uh check us out schemata theory i'm sure someone will type it in the chat and if you have beat saber on PC VR, you can actually play our song New Vision on the custom maps because we released it in November of last year. And some of the biggest Beat Saber players have given it a go. And uh, it's been mind-blowing. And I'm just depressed I've still not played it because obviously <laughs> PSVR, you can't do mods. Um, and I doubt that will even be a thing when PSVR 2 comes out, you know. but um, It would be really cool, though. I think, though, if, uh, if Beat Saber was able to give us some indie games, uh, indie games, sorry, indie bands, uh, you know, be, it would be amazing to get like either compilations of like, hey, here's tw a pack of 20 uh, songs from 20 different indie bands uh, that, you know, that maybe you'd never heard of. But here's here's a way to kind of get exposed to them. It's like back in the day when MTV was like really your only way to find like a new band that you liked. You're like, there's like one person controlling, <laughs> you know, the medium. Uh, and you're just like watching and you're like, oh, Food Fighters is great. But what's next? You know, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll like this other band, too. So. That's uh, so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that would be really great. So fucking get on a beat games. We're we're just telling all the developers what to do today. <laughs> that's well that's they it. do they do have that um extras playlist, which I think is for the developers fans of stuff. But you know, um I, I'm sure it's very difficult internally now to justify anything because when they're just doing Fallout Boys DLC, which we'll be talking about a bit later on the mm -hmm. show, or Lady Gaga, it becomes increasingly competitive. But like the devs are very much aware of what we've done. There've been a lot of articles written about it. Nice. Um, and the community loved it a lot. And um, we were just, you know, without going into too much detail, but the reason it was so mind blowing was the song New Vision was about going through adversity and dealing with mental health struggles. 
And so it's one thing to see people react to your music in real time. But when we were going to Twitch streams and requesting it, you're seeing people for four minutes exerting themselves, like panting as they're trying to get through to the end of the song. And once they get to the end, they feel relieved that they made it through. And to see that translate from a song that is about enduring and finally getting through it and seeing that physicality in sync with the music, it's just an, an example of how VR is really the most incredible medium of building empathy and, um, you know, connecting people all over the world from all these different experiences. So, yeah, it's been really, really good for that. Roy Schwartz in the chat says, uh, asked if you're on Amazon Music. And I think I can answer this for you because, I yeah, I asked her to play um, some, some Schemata Theory, and she did. Awesome. There we go. Yeah, we, we should be on all the main streaming services. That's what we say is follow us on Instagram uh, and Spotify or wherever you stream your music um, before anything else because that really, really supports us. Um, but, yeah, we're on a mission for unity uh, and togetherness, which, again, fits in with the uh, the vibe of this channel. Um, because it's all about just looking out for each other and sharing experiences. Bring it in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> VR is just so, so good for that. So, yeah, it's good oh, to yeah. be here. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man, before we get too far off topic. Oh, no, no, no. Now that we're so far off topic, what were your, <laughs> what were your thoughts on The Legend of Dragoon? Did you play that on PS1? That was like Sony's attempt to make a Final Fantasy VII game. I don't, don't know if I did play that. Yeah, I, I do just, have like really faint memories of it, but I don't know if I'd saw it, seen it on a demo disc or something like that. But yeah, now my buddy Olivier, and, uh, I was playing Chrono Cross, and he was playing uh, he was playing Legend of Dragoon. We were playing at the same time uh, during college instead of going to class, you know, doing drugs and playing PlayStation One games. Um, and uh, and so we and so we were like you know comparing stories, and sometimes he'd watch me play, and sometimes I'd watch him play. Uh, and I and I always wanted to uh, get around to playing it, so I just started playing it recently. Uh, and holy shit, man, like I missed out on a fucking gem. Like a lot of people look back on this game fondly and I am finally getting around to it. So, uh, Legend of Dead Dragoon guys, if you haven't checked it out on PlayStation one, I'm, I'm Do sorry. Do you reckon it'll I, be on the PS plus? It might be. It, it was probably, yeah. it was probably a downloadable PS one game on like the PS three or PS four, whatever one had PS one games. Uh, Dan Kiefer agrees, says that game was pretty sweet. So thank you. I've done my job for the day. Even if I'm like 25 years late on the recommendation, I apologize. <laughs> I'll try to stay more current from now on. Uh, speaking of being current, we didn't do the GameCat name changes last week. And so guys out there, if, uh, if, if you like to support this channel and you want to support it in some other way other than financially, because you can always go to patreon.com slash without pro games and it goes up with just a dollar or more every month, $3 or more gets your name on that little scrolling. Oh shit. It's the first and I didn't update it. I'm so sorry. I swear I'll have it updated for Monday. Um, get your name on that scrolling list down there. Uh, also you get access to voice chat over in discord. Otherwise Discord's solely free. Join us over there. Click the link in the description. But if you hit us with the $5 or more tier, then you will get some exclusive video, exclusive content, uh, which I'm really trying to ramp up over there. Uh, so hit us up that way. But if money's not your thing, because it's certainly not mine, um, <laughs> definitely consider changing your name to GameCat, uh, like Tornado here. She is Tornado Marie, the GameCat. Uh, and uh, make sure you put hashtag GameCat in the comments below so we can give you a shout out on next week's show. So let's see who we can welcome to the GameCat Dojo this week. Nope, that didn't work. It really lost let's all of it. When... Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> It loses all impact when there's no visual. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine. Uh, imagination. Yeah. So, first up, we have Ron. The. But the is in capital. So, I'm going to say Ron. The Game Cat. Bing. He's the only one. 
Who knew? I thought they were hundreds. He's the game cat. He's the yeah. He might be the only one with the TM space in TM him. at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The who else? We and got? then we've got we've then got serial killer, the control alt delete or Dell game cat, game. and then there's loads of dots. <laughs> I don't so, know what. I, I got to be honest. Uh, I kind of do all this shit last minute, and, and usually I have time to figure this out. But it's, it's something went Who, wrong. Whoever it is, speak in the chat. Show yourselves. <laughs> Ex- explain <laughs> your username. We're too dumb to figure it out. <laughs> Remember, guys. If you it's like your, game. Ca- get, get, uh, yeah, on the notes, it's just dot dot dot. Maybe it blue screened mid word. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it needs to control out delete. Um, Varbosov says, we are all Ron, and I really like that <laughs> in our hearts. That is all great. Ron. Um, guys, remember, if you want to change your name to GameCat, because you love us almost as much as we love you, put hashtag GameCat somewhere in the comments of any one of our videos so I can find it like literally five minutes before next week's show and give you a shout out on next week's show. Dude, Waleed is now a GameCat, rare, specifically a white tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says, welcome, Miles. Do you think a PSVR 2 event is near? How funny. I know. You bring that up, Wally. Funny you should say that. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is actually the topic of our very first topic. (laughs) I don't think I phrased it. You know, we said we were winging it. We're literally basing it on whatever you tip us with in the chat. So just keep tipping us, and then that'll be the next section. That's why we're not moving on to the next bit. We're waiting for one of you to say the next topic, and then we move on to it. We don't ever run a show. We're just (laughs) desperately hoping you will feed us news stories in the chat. (laughs) You could have literally said, I heard that PS uh, VR 3 is rumored, and then we'd have had to have done a, done a story on that. Oh, man. Do you ever laugh so hard your cheeks are? I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah, let's do Let's talk about PS VR 2 event. It, it, seemed like it, was, uh, it seemed like it was all but destined to be announced this week. Uh, it was Greg Miller, uh, I think, who kind of started the whole internet like insanity. Uh, it, he was saying that there were like three different Sony rumors going around, and if even one of them turned out to be true, it was going to be an insane week. Uh, and, and then we got Project Spartacus revealed, and it was not mm. an insane week after all. <laughs> hey, um, I, I mean, I don't, we don't even need to talk about Spartacus, man. I, I think everybody already has their own feelings on that. Because um, I don't think it's going to include VR games ever. I don't know. I'd like to feel maybe, or maybe maybe once PSVR 2 comes out, they might start putting PSVR first-generation titles on there. I don't know. But not to get too sidetracked, but I do wonder if VR... There must be a strategy to to introduce people to to VR games that way. But let me tell you, my hope is that, and this is just like totally off the top of my head because we don't plan for this. My hope is that PSVR one games start becoming plus titles, and so you go, yeah. hey, you know, maybe the PSVR two games are too new and like you know too many people are buying them and to include them in the collection. But say, but to say, hey, uh, here's some titles that you missed out on last gen. The developers have gone in, upscaled everything, made them use the uh, the new sense controllers. Here you go. And every month we get a different PSVR one game uh, for for all the P- the new PSVR two users out there. I think that would add some value to the collection. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. But that aside, uh, yes. This week is uh, over in minutes. <laughs> like, uh, it, we're obviously not getting the announcement of a PSVR 2 showcase this week. What are the chances we're going to get a, an announcement of a showcase soon? What are the chances uh, that even after the announcement of the showcase, the showcase will happen soon? Like, what, what, what's, where's your head, what's your headspace on all of this? I feel because the PlayStation Plus has been announced... 
I just feel that they're going to want to space this out for the rest of the year because you've got to think of it in the in the grand scheme of things of what else has PlayStation got going on. Mm-hmm. We've still got a couple of big games coming out. We've got Forspoken yet to come out. We've got the new God of War. Um, there's a lot of other big titles that I can't even think of at the moment, but I don't know because it's a question of is it going to come out this side of Christmas or not? Um, and if it is going to be early next year in like quarter one of 2023, then I feel that they would want to announce it just before Christmas, just to get the hype going. Um, because also it's a question of have they given enough time for developers to really showcase something that's really going to blow people away. And but but at the same time, do you want to really reveal yourself to the competition this far out from release as well? Um, obviously, other developers and other companies are going to have got their hands or got a view of it through the um, game developers conference and you know industry insiders and stuff like that. But I just feel Sony have always kept their cards close to their chest. They've always been very conservative with when they do reveals and when they do them, they do them big. I don't think it's going to happen soon, but then I never have any idea what PlayStation's going to do. <laughs> it's always been very confusing. Well, so yeah, so, I mean, I think you bring up an excellent point, the fact that you say that, you know, I think most of our audience is under the impression that this that the headset will come out uh, Q1 2023, if you believe me. Uh, and, you know, I've certainly been wrong before, uh, but I am very, very confident that this is true, that this is actually the case. And so looking at it that way, you go, oh man, could we possibly be 11 months from, you know, like I couldn't get the GameCat Dojo thing to pop up when I wanted it to, and now it just popped up again without me wanting it to. Like, this is, welcome to Without Parole, this is how things work. Miles is going to fucking leave before his first show's even over. He's like, this is nonsense. They don't know what they're doing over here. Um, so, so yeah, so if we were thinking like, it's still like 9, 10, 11 months out, like this seems like really early, really early to do it. Now, I've heard rumblings that it could very well be happening in late late April, but then you kind of get into the then you kind of get into the weeds of saying, well, what are they going to show if they do show it this early? Because there's a lot of things. They, first of all, they need to spread out the information over the course of the next eight or nine months to keep people hyped, like keep bringing new things to the table, keep revealing new things, keep showing off new things, so that by the time it comes out, we're not all like bored and go, oh man, the competition already blew them away. Um, and so this could this could very well be more of a tech demonstration uh, and say, you know, these are things that it's capable of. Uh, you know, the, the, we just had the Unity presentation at uh, GDC, which sort of offered some insight as to what PSVR 2 is capable of with their engine. So this could be Sony's chance to come out and say, listen, just like they did with uh, GDC 2014 with Project Morpheus and say, here's the God of War thing that we created to show off the headset. They didn't show off like real games. They showed off some tech demos uh, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, and so I think I think being able to show people, hey, this is what it's capable of, even if they don't show games or get Mark Cerny on stage and and, and let him ramble for like an hour and be like and have everyone yeah. be confused and go, what what did you just say? What, I don't understand any of that. Uh, I, I think that that might be the best way to start. So you don't kind of like show everybody what you've got cooking. You, you begin the hype train uh, and then and yeah. keep ramping it up with games. because I think that's what everybody's really interested in. 
For sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's also going to be interesting to see to what degree Sony are working with uh, Epic Games and the Unreal Engine 5 for VR, because obviously they have that partnership, um, the, the sort of tech demo of the PS5 and the PS4 has been done through the Unreal Engine um, 4, then 5. Um, so it'd be curious to know if they, u- if they use the Unreal Engine f- 5 for new VR experiences. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is... You know, Sony were really hit hard by the pandemic, um, like all of us, but especially with their marketing strategy for the PS5, because what were the two or two of the biggest features for the PlayStation 5? It was 3D audio and haptic feedback. And it was actually revealed that the plan was that in the lead up to the launch of the PlayStation 5, they were going to have booths all over the world where people could go into stores and get their hands and feel what 3D audio is. It's it's the thing that we always talk about with um, VR. It's very difficult to explain it to people because it's not the stupid commercials of you know 3D television where someone's sitting there on their couch and a, a cube is coming out the screen and floating all <laughs> around them and that, even though that's nothing like what uh, 3D TV is. Um, because, you know, Sony has always been a hardware company first, you know, that's that is what they've done. Um, you know, you think of Astro Bot um, uh, for the PS5, and um, it was a celebration of all the hardware throughout Sony's history. And I do feel that, to your point, that is probably a reason why they would actually come out sometime soon, way ahead of announcing games to actually show a tech demo. But to do it virtually w- without people getting to try it on is going to be difficult. So maybe they are just going to contact influencers and get them to try it on, and then relay their experiences with their audiences because uh jeff Keeley did it didn't he with the dual sense he had uh, one and he played it and he was trying to describe what it felt like um that's the only other way you're really going to be able to cut through just having someone on stage talking about it i think that's going to be a harder sell um because people that are already psvr users they're already sold on the new headset the question is how do you bring the new you know non-adoptees on board and that does come down to games and then, you know, we've spoken before about hybrid games. It's about the top tier IPs. This, you know, you love playing Destiny 2. Well, now what if you were actually a Guardian? This is what it'd be like in VR. Like, that would be amazing. Um, but, yeah. The, you, you sort of touched on this a little bit. I think there's a whole, yeah. The people in the chat were like, I heard boobs. Because <laughs> you're setting up booths. Oh, boobs, yeah. <laughs> and I heard boobs. It might be doing boobs as well. I don't know if that's on a Jim Ryan strategy. You'd have to ask him. <laughs> Um, he'd make a lot more fans that way for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, so th- there's a whole element of, of the competition that you sort of brought up in passing. And I, and I think that it's, it's important to mention that like, you know, th- we're going to see the next Facebook event, the next Oculus event, meta event, whatever you want to call it, uh, April meta. 20th. And, uh, and it sounds like we're going to see, uh, Cambria there, which is going to be their, you know, high end headset, you know, compared to the kind of the mobile quest line. Uh, so very interested to see that. And, and one of the things I love about Sony is that they're really good at going second and, and like immediately crushing the competition. You know, they did it with the Sa- Sega Saturn uh, They on stage. They did on this, uh, like, what, I remember they just walked out and said, you know, 299 or something like that. And like, that was it. That was, everybody was like, oh my God, you know, you just beat up, beat up Sega by a hundred bucks. Uh, and then they did it uh, during the PS4, Xbox One era. Um, I mean, it's like, they're really good at going second and making the people who go first look kind of silly, uh, you know, game sharing the whole thing. So uh, there's a part of me that wants this to be true 
and wants them to uh, kind of come out after the Cambria event and go, but here's what you really should be looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how they agree. Let's get caught up on tips a little bit here. We've got Professor Lilith with the $5 tip. Rare says, delisted but not defunct. Star Trek Bridge Crew is this Sunday's multiplayer. We organize on Discord about 10 minutes before 2 p.m. Eastern. Amazing. I am jumping back into that. I love that game. Yeah, because it did get, it has been delisted now, hasn't it? Didn't it, didn't Already. it come back? I think it came back on know. some platforms. Uh, I don't know if it actually came back, if it was delisted and then came back on PlayStation. But yeah, if you've got it, then definitely join us for some multiplayer. I'll tell you right now, I'm kind of scared to play because it's it's one of those games like Werewolves Within that if you haven't played for a while, you forget all the roles, you forget what you're supposed yeah. to do. And people are counting on you or you're like, you know, counting on yourself to save yourself. And you're like, Dude, I, I forgot how to play. We should go for the platinum because um, there's that one uh, mission you've got to do where you've got to hit a certain score uh so we should just get a team and just w work at it and see if we can because if we get that one the platinum's you're easy. such a platinum trophy whore i love that you're here for that alone man it's like you're gonna add some uh because I, I never i don't go for platinums nearly as much as i used to why else do we go easy what why else do we game for enjoyment <laughs> 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 dave station vr with a two dollar tip what's up dave so, hey dave tip train for miles thank you so much thank you buddy you. Appreciate the support. We've got Waleed is now a game cat, specifically White Tiger with the Canadian $5 tip. Says, I think there's still a good chance for a holiday 2022 release. I don't think Sony wants to miss the holiday gift giving window. PSVR 2 would be perfect. Uh, Waleed, true, I, don't, true. I don't disagree with that statement, uh, but I do think that they see holiday 2022 as a PS5 holiday. Um, and, and they know that first shipment of PlayStation yeah. VR 2 is going to sell out anyway. And so, like, you know what's why why have two th two of their things competing for the same holiday yeah the bottleneck is the ps5 console because you're going to need that for the vr so i think brian's right actually if they focus that in christmas it's like a one two isn't it christmas get as many ps5 sold additional ones and then and and then maybe that is why they would announce psvr just before christmas as well because they're like it just sows the seeds that this is coming out early next year, yeah, and then people are like, oh, I haven't got a PS5 yet, yep. Black Friday deals or what have you, and then people run out and get that, so they're then prepared, knowing that they can then save up for, for, the, uh, for the VR headset. Uh, I've already typed it in the chat, but, but just so we can just tell everybody, Miles, tell people the name of your band again, because people are curious. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Shimara Thithithere. <laughs> <laughs> Gamata theory that is it there nice, yeah thank you we got it's the details are on my instagram so yeah if you follow me on instagram the reason brian put it there is that is where i'm most active at the moment and post most of my gaming stuff anyway so if you're on instagram also follow uh, psvr without parole on instagram i've started posting on there again <laughs> have you i haven't i didn't even know. yeah my, my, you took i did a happy <laughs> uh happy moss booked uh, book today yeah oh nice Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm so bad with social media that like that's why you were like, I'll do it. I was like, fucking, here's my all my credentials. <laughs> like, do it up. Uh, MRI, a lot, a lot of game cats were on Instagram. They were really active, so um, they were like, oh, it's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good to hear. Man, I'll have to stop in and yeah. see what you're doing over there. MRI gamer with the ten dollar tip says, I'm tipping because Miles said Destiny two. Join our clan. <laughs> uh, I haven't played. I bought one of the massive DLCs and I played it for 10 minutes. I was like, I don't have time for this. It is amazing. And I will jump back into destiny too. If there's a VR component. Oh dude, I will jump in for the first time. Cause I only played like, 
I don't know, a few hours of Destiny 1, and then I was like, this is, this is all this is? You know, and it's before it got all the DLC and the updates and everything. And so I wasn't impressed by yeah. Destiny 1 on launch, uh, but I certainly uh, yeah. I hear Destiny 2 is amazing, and in VR, I'd be all about it. This so is that- what makes me exciting about all the Sony PlayStation acquisitions, like acquiring Bungie. is like Bungie have been well known for their brilliant gunplay and the feeling of all the guns and that. And, you know, I haven't tried it with the haptic feedback on the um, DualSense controller, but, like, having bungee weapons in a VR game, oh, it would be so, so good. Agreed. Snacks, mm, please, is the heightened emotional response game cat with the $5 tip. It says, choo, meaning choo-choo, the tip train. All right, man. Uh, it's probably time to move along to our next news story i have no idea what it is because for some reason the font because no one's tipped it no one was it about (laughs) the choo-choo train uh and we probably should cover this because i did put it in the uh, thumbnail and the title of the video so dude at long last we are getting we got a release date for lucky's tale vr Uh, i know that everyone's super duper excited um it came to. Uh, it was supposed to come out a couple months ago. Uh, it, got, it got to Steam in December, and then we just sort of were left hanging a little bit. Uh, but this is essentially a six-year-old VR game that we're finally getting in the studio. Just FYI, everybody is Playful, uh, and Playful is the the team that never brought us Star Child. Uh, so it's good to see that they're still like bringing us VR games. Uh, but also, it's like where the fuck is Star Child? <laughs> like you. It, the studio is not shutting down. It's like you need to deliver on that game, I think. Uh, hype level for Lucky's Tale VR, Miles. Anything? Uh, does it do anything to you? I, I mean, I've, I've seen it keep popping up, and it looks kind of cool. Um, but then as I've read, you know, reviews and that, we were looking just for uh, coming on air uh, on Steam, the reviews. Yeah. The, the impression I get is it's a great transition from a 2D to a VR game. It's extremely polished. Um, but also it, it is a kid's game, but like, I don't mind that. Sometimes you, you get lost in all the big grandiose games. Sometimes it's nice to have something where you can just chill and relax and have a bit of fun with a cool platformer. So I'm all game. I love this part. The graphics are highly polished in VR and even a potato can run it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky's Tale was definitely made for kids, primarily, uh, primarily eight to 12 year olds. 8 to 12 year old me would have loved this game but 32 year old me really likes it too it's a platformer and we all love them right uh that's a that's a pretty good introduction to a review um just looking through here i mean the fact is is that for a six-year-old game like it's getting very positive reviews very recently because it did just come out on steam uh in december so these are these are people who have i mean we're assuming been playing VR for a little bit and still recommend this game, even though it's essentially a six-year-old port. Yeah, it, it just seems to be really great graphically. Um, and, you know, that's the thing with VR is as long as the the game can be simple, but if it's well-polished and not glitchy, you know, the immersion alone can, can make things work really, really well. So um, I, I'm definitely up for playing it. Yeah, it, it's As long as it's not a $50 game. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be $20 like this one is. Um, yeah, everybody, seem, everybody seems to be loving it on here. It's like a lot of praise. It's cute. It's fun. It's, you know, uh, for the whole family kind of thing. And then, boom, at the very bottom, 
five out of ten experience character and level mechanics and don't don't change or grow as you progress just two and a half hours of the same kind of gameplay amazing environment art but if you're looking for a deep platformer look somewhere else if you have 20 bucks to waste and want to give it a try i'd recommend it (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound like you really are recommending it though uh, that's a pretty rough review overall. Uh, but you know what, man? We don't. It's one of those genres that we just don't get a lot of on PlayStation VR, uh, which is yeah. strange. I mean, because especially considering the success of, uh, of of Moss, considering the success of Astrobot, you would expect that. Like, where the fuck is our Crash Bandicoot? Like, where is our Hat in Time? I just, I don't. I've been bringing up Hat in Time a lot lately, and that, like, no one even knows what that game is. So. But it does seem like something that uh, should be easier to bring to VR. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like it's one of those games where if you keep your expectations in check, then you'll probably be okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just hoping that you're the one that has to review it. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> we'll be here on a Friday, being like, remember when we talked about Lucky's Tale last week? Okay, well, now we got to talk about it more. Uh, Kill Artist, the Dream Weaver Game Cat, right with the $20 tip, says TGIF. I am spreading the love since the next three games cast, I will be watching from Hawaii. Unfair. Ooh la. All right for some. All right for some. And by the way, if this game has a, an easy platinum trophy, I'm, I'll, I'll happily review it. I mean, it's two and a half hours, man. So it's like, even if you play it two or three times, it's like it's still a day's work. That's it. True. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, Piotrek F fun. with the nine. Plantain says Polish Paul VR. We have we have no idea who that is. Gave Moss Book Two a ten and a half out of ten. Do you agree? Which I mean, can we just be fair? That is the fucking craziest review scale I've ever heard of. If yeah, the it's be it's the better than your scale uh, uh, accommodates for. That is a ten point five out of ten. Um, yeah, I I find that quite questionable actually. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should. I mean, we could, you know what they PO trick F tipped. I guess we'll we'll jump around. Uh, the run of show is going to be a little bit different, but you know, you guys are deciding when we talk about shit. So let's uh, let's <laughs> dude, let's talk about Moss Book Two. Yes. So I you, so yeah. just before we came on today, I was actually trying to get through the original Moss because I actually got right up until the penultimate chapter. And I kept on saying to myself, I'm going to come back to it. And then when it was a PS Plus game, I was like, okay, maybe I should. Because I had it, a friend lent it to me at first. Uh, and so tonight, I got right up until the end. And then there was an hour before we were coming on here. And I was like, I've got to play book two. And so I haven't played the last level on the original Moss. And then I've played the first one and a half levels on Moss book two. Okay. But it has meant I've had a really good transition you know, within the space of an hour from one game to the next. And I was saying to Brian, I really respect the um, the continuity of art direction between the two. And uh, I've got quite a few notes on the game, but the first thing I would say and ask is there was a huge question when Moss Book 2 was first announced about, is this going to be a PSVR 2 game? And are we going to lose out if it is actually just a PSVR game? And I actually think they got it right. I think this was a is you know I've only played the first one and a half levels, but just seeing the scope of the art style and that, and the 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 animations are much more nuanced um, and 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 quirky. Um, but I feel that this is a, a great stepping stone for PSVR games. Um, I think that um, if they were going to make a third one 
they've got enough time now to do it once enough people have got PSVR 2. Because how long has it been since Moss 1? It's uh, Okay, four years. So I don't know. I, 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 I feel that they made the right call. I think delaying for PSVR 2 would have been a would have been a mistake. Well, yeah, and the other part of that is that, you know, obviously a majority of their sales, despite the fact that it's releasing as a PlayStation VR 1 exclusive, it is coming to other platforms. And so it, when the lead platform right now is Quest 2, uh, you know, there's only so much, you, there's only so far you can take it. So if you were trying to make it a PSVR 2 game, uh, you know, that's, you're just going to be like exceeding the the capabilities of the headset where you want to sell the most copies. So I, I feel like this was a pretty safe route for them to take. And I do, and that, that becomes a problem, I think, in the game to, to, an, to a small extent, because I do think that it feels a lot like the first game, but it also feels like a proper sequel. It feels like they yes. kind of took everything that the first game did well and just added a little bit to every single one of those things. The soundtrack is slightly more dynamic and slightly more yes. prominent. And the, the art style is the same, but the environments are much bigger. Um, and and you're, you know, you started seeing different camera angles for, for the same, for the same, like, area when you walk up to a door and you're like in your quill and you're way off in the distance uh, suddenly it's like the camera blinks you know so and then it brings you right in front of the door and i'm like okay great and then you know for every every single ability that you have um you know moss had a sword uh, quill had a sword and now she has multiple weapons and each of those weapons has a power-up ability and so uh, there's, there's there's really just more of everything but I still feel like they played it a little too safe somehow. It just still, and, it, and that's, I don't think most people are going to find that a complaint. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's like definitely not more than a nine out of 10. Like, and, and there's nothing wrong with people who are like, this is the best game ever made. But like, but that just wasn't my impression. Um, I, I feel like they could have done more. And, and I was halfway through going, this is really good, but I'm not blown away yet. And I never kind of got to that point of being blown away. Um, and the first one actually kind of did blow me away at a point, um, you know, here and there, just for like mostly aesthetically. I was like, oh, look at that fucking yeah. right there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the the the, um, the fighting animations feel a lot more smooth. Um, again, having tonight played the original one uh, in the later battles, I always found the the fighting mechanics quite frustrating. Um, just because um, when you kept trying to just tap the square button, uh, you could get stuck in an animation, and then that would you know make you susceptible uh, for attacks from the enemies. Um, and you saying that there are other weapons, yeah. which is going to be great. Hopefully, that makes it a bit more dynamic as well. Because in the first one and a half levels, it is just tapping the square button. Uh, and I find that a bit boring. I just felt that there's more that could have been done on on the the fighting side in the yeah. first one. So hopefully that is something that that gets developed in in this game for sure. It's funny. It does it does actually make uh, retroactively make the first game less appealing. I hate again. That sounds really weird to say because like you know oh it's a sequel. Of course the second one's gonna be bigger and better. But I I do think like there's. The first one doesn't have an inventory system. The first one, there's less to do as the reader, and the things that you're doing as the reader are very clear, like very clearly marked, and there's just more engagement in first person and in third person this time around. And so I think you, for anyone who's wondering if you should play the first game first, you know, like, oh, is it super important that I know the story? It's way more than the story. It's because the, every single mechanic has been upgraded in some way, shape, or form that 
you're going to be disappointed if you play book two first and then go back and play book one. You're like, oh, this feels... Mm. And, and even saying the word shallow isn't something I want to say when in, when talking about Moss, but you're getting what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's just, book, book two is more a fully realized game. Uh, and so if you're going to do it, absolutely play them in order. I've got a really random question about the game, though. You know the um, sort of cathedral you're in when you're reading the book? Yes. Um, <laughs> this is so random. The library. I want some game cats to research this for me. I don't think it has a door. I, I was looking around and I can't see a door in that in that cathedral. So I don't know how you're going to get out. I was like trying to look in the, behind me in the distance. I don't think it has a door in it. Yeah. I mean, if any of the developers are watching and can actually say, yeah, no, we've mapped it. And bef- ahead of where you can see there is a door there. It would just give me a bit more comfort because at the moment I'm just like, I'm reading this book and I'm like, there's no door. How did I get here? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just a random thought I had playing it. Uh, Wally is now a game cat rare, specifically a white tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says, can I play both parts one and two with the dual sense? The answer is no, um, because this, this does require, oops, pardon me, sir. Uh, the, uh, the light tracking of the dual shock for, um, and so like in, in, and honestly, I, I, to the detriment of the game, I find, uh, which if this, because if this ends up being a PSVR two game, I really do hope that they bring Moss book one and Moss book two into PSVR two, uh, which I can't imagine they wouldn't because men not only having the analog stick, but also amazing tracking and being able to reach in without worrying if your camera can see you and just, you know, do things without like, I don't know, there's something always jitters and, you know, it, whenever that kind of shit happens, the, it kills the immersion. Like I've gotten really good at my setup is pretty much perfect for standing and using two move controllers, but like I haven't found a perfect setup for using the dual shock for, um, you know, for great outside Same. static. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a few times where I've had to get uh, an enemy possessed and move it round and I'm sort of trying to drag it and then it will just keep jittering out the way and it just can get glitched in the wall and that and make it difficult. So Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, so when it, I mean when it comes down to it, you know, does if you love Moss Book One, this is this is a very simple simple version of my review that'll either be up tonight or most likely tomorrow morning because, like I said, I got some shit going on in the background. Um, not this, no. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's probably going to be a nine out of ten. Um, I, I never settle until like right before I publish it, publish the review. Um, I do think it's really really memorable. I think it's a an extremely worthy follow-up to the, to the first game. So if you love the first game, you're absolutely going to love the second game. I think you'll like the second game more than the first because of some of the different things that it does. But just keep your expectations in check. I think it's uh, I think it's really um, a, a safe sequel. Um, I, I just keep, I, while I was playing, I kept thinking of all the cooler things I wish they had done. Um, but but they actually did do a couple of them. So not totally. You safe. know what? You know what this reminds me of, actually? It reminds me of Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, um, two excellent games that got 9, 10 out of 10s, but the reviews are always like, it does everything a lot better, but it feels... people. I don't know, I've seen a lot of people say safe, but not in a disparaging way. Like, they feel like it, there was just bits that they could have done a lot more, but yeah. actually, they've just found what works, and they just work on those things and improve them. Um, and... Uh, I feel that with Moss, like 
actually both Horizon and the Moss games are games I'm never particularly hyped up for. But then when I start playing them, I'm like, no, this is an absolute joy. And actually, when it comes to Moss, I was thinking about this earlier when playing it. What a joy to play a third person game where there's no HUD. Uh, it's like, yeah. uh, it's just, I, I was just like, there must be some HUD. I mean, again, later in the game of inventory, but I don't think so. I was like, no, you've literally just everywhere you look, it's you're just present and it's you're controlling it with your hands and that's it. And just things like that are just quite remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, those, and I think, yeah, like a HUD or anything like that would absolutely detract from the game because it is such a beautiful game. Uh, and I think, you know, just being there and taking in the environments and, you know, just enjoying the music and, and just, I mean, when I played through this time, I, I, I took, I took my time despite the fact that review key, review keys came in like 12 hours before embargo lifted. I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let um, some, some arbitrary deadline ruin my like what could potentially be my only playthrough of moss book two i was like so fuck you know getting the review it on time fuck doing whatever like i i'm going to enjoy this and i did um six hours man of just like kind of casual exploration i didn't go nearly as far back as i could have i certainly could have explored more i could have um tried to get every single scroll but once i was in a scene for too long uh, and i saw a scroll i was like i don't know how to get that if i even had like an inkling of how to do it I'd probably go for it. But but many times I was like, I've been in this room for 20 minutes solving puzzles. I'm so ready to leave and go to the next area. So like you could get, you could certainly get a little bit more time out of this than, than the six hours that I got out of it. Um, and so, so to, to, I guess to answer the question um, that, that I, that I asked in the title of the video, um, is Moss Book 2 worth $40? Now I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you that because I think it'd be unfair at this point. You know, you're, an hour and a half in or so you said right yeah a couple hours uh yeah i'm like halfway through the second chapter i mean no i shouldn't probably just an hour in yeah so it's um it's it's really tough because you want to continue getting games of this level of polish but i always thought that moss book one was a little overpriced you know and it's tough to say moss book one should have been twenty dollars because i look at other twenty dollar games i was like Ooh, these aren't nearly as good as moss you know um yeah and so i felt like that the proper price for this game would have been $30 to say, Hey, you know, we, maybe we appreciate the fact that like we've charged a little too much for the first game. And, and so for this one, we're going to charge the, either the proper amount or slightly under, uh, and just, you know, in order to either rope, rope in new players or w whatever it takes. Um, it just, it just feels like it has nothing to do with the length of the game. It doesn't, it's just a feeling you get, you know, from, from playing a game. Uh, but, it, but, I guess the I guess the link does have a, a small part to do with it. Forty dollars just seems excessive, and I th and I also thought if it helps out, I thought forty dollars was excessive for Blood and Truth. Um, yeah, but they also but Blood and, but Blood and Truth London Studio delivered a ton of free DLC, uh, and so when you look back and say that, hey, um, Moss Book One, we got the Twilight Garden DLC, which added you know quite quite a bit of content to the original game. I mean, if they're if they're willing to do that again for this game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. But as for right now, I do think it's a little overpriced for forty. They could have done it where if you bought Moss Book Two, you'd get the original and DLC with it, um, yeah. something like that to bring new people on board. Um, I think that would have probably worked really well because because Moss was a 
PS Plus one month game, a monthly game, wasn't it? So if oh, people hadn't it? claimed it already, yeah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So a, a worthy follow up, but I kind of don't think that anybody's going to be too surprised when they play it and go, "Oh my god, I wasn't expecting this," you know, or "This blew my mind." It's like it's just it's just really solid and feels really good. And I did tear up once. I will say that. So it's, it's, it definitely feels it's got a lot more heart. And I found that any parts of the original Moss game where there were just moments where there felt like there was too, a bit of too much space, whether it was in animation or, you know, you're spending a lot of time just looking around um, and getting stuck on a bit in this. It feels like they've definitely made the pacing better, whether it's in terms of what Quill says or does. Um, there's a bit very early on in book two where you pick up a, sort of a pillar while um quill is is on it and yeah. starts surfing <laughs> I, I don't think that was in the original one no. but um no but there's lots of little moments like that which are just really cute and really funny yeah um so yeah uh, quill is no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to jumping back in yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> undeniably just a an, an amazing kind of vr mascot yeah you gotta love her um, but another one of those games where it's really hard to remember the name of the protagonist because um, I always kept thinking her name is Moss. Like in, in when I was a kid in Zelda, you play Zelda. I know you play as Link. <laughs> who who makes these decisions? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. But yeah, no, it's a. So yeah, uh, definitely curious to know what uh, you know what, what the cats think of this. If anybody's had a chance to play it yet. Um, but certainly leave your impressions in the, in the chat here. We'd love to know uh, what you guys think of it. And if you're watching this later, let us know in the comments below. All right, dude, we need to get to the the big thumbnail uh, news story here. And that oh, yes. That recently acquired studio, Fire Sprite, is developing a AAA VR game. And that is according to a job listing that they posted. Now, I will say right off the bat, I apologize. One of the cats corrected me already. Uh, it does not say VR uh, in the job listing, uh, but I do think that it's it sort VR. of it's it's got to be implied. Right? <laughs> I think Fire, Fire Sprite is going to be one of those studios that whatever they do will be a hybrid. It, there's rumors of them working on wipe like a Wipeout VR game. There's rumors of them working on Twisted Metal game, and now it's a triple A, a horror game. And so, I mean, all of these things need to at least be in in VR in PSVR two, and then also on the flat screen for like you know the the people that like really don't want a VR headset. Like this is very important stuff. Um, let's go. Can let's, we just can we just can we just dream about something for a moment? What if they are? I was going to say, what if they are teaming up with Hideo Kojima for his new horror VR game? Well, I mean they they are like co developing. Uh, Call of the Mountain with, with Gorilla. So maybe, you know, these these guys could very well be like have their hands in a bunch of different projects. Oh, so so good. How yeah, that would be pretty cool, man. That's so good, but so not going to be playing it myself because I can't deal with horror games at the moment. Come on. <laughs> I know I would go in it, but I I ah oh. There's 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 a live stream on my channel of me playing Resident Evil 7. I spend like 15 <laughs> minutes pacing up and down the laundry room. <laughs> yeah well the chat's talking me into going through a door no no i'm not going through it's not entertaining <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest feelings in vr to be like my real life is in danger 
Yes, I know. Like, how can you be scared to walk through a door? But yet, I, I encountered the exact same thing when I played RE7 the first time in VR. Um, and, and, and I really don't trust anybody who says that that wasn't their experience uh, as well. Because, I mean, other than having played it in... If you played it on the flat screen first, then you played it in VR, I get it. You knew what to expect. But if your first experience of Resident Evil 7 was in VR, that game was fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, does this does this does this rule out abandoned as as a, no abandoned abandoned as, as still a on the cards. Game? <laughs> no, they've just they're just abandoned's just been delayed for um for the uh, PSVR two showcase. It's going to be the, the the top one. It's going to yeah. Can't That's wait it. for it. That's it. Abandoned. You have it. You have the I still have it installed site. on my PS five. I don't know why. Oh, and the, the real the real time experience. Uh, yeah, the real time experience where it's got that uh, three second trailer of a guy walking on a wooden floorboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I still get it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna keep it, it is installed good. forever. It's gonna be the new PT. Like everyone's gonna be like, I wish I hadn't <laughs> deleted that from my console. I'm never gonna get it back. Has anyone has anyone remade the abandoned three second real time <laughs> event in dreams? Concern <laughs> <laughs> or rec room? So at, this point, at this point, somebody could actually make the real game abandoned before Blue Box Studios gets around to actually uh, oh putting that out. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's get back on track, I guess. Yes. Um, the, uh, the news article uh, is somewhere around here. here so I've got one in front of me with a quote. Um, it was just saying that... Um, the listing in question was shared on Reset uh, Era and reads, we are looking for a narrative director to join our development team for a triple-A narrative-driven horror adventure game in Unreal 5. Excellent. Um, so let's go through this. The, and, then, and then it says, the narrative director is responsible for the project storytelling, helping establish and consider the game's universe and lore with responsibility for the quality implementation of narrative content for project milestones and ultimately the game's release well it's not going to be a Hideo Kojima one because he's all about the narrative <laughs> right. you don't need someone else telling him what to do um but no I, I think it's really really exciting I mean um Fire Sprite has has grown a lot recently obviously they had the acquisition under Sony their team is just so so impressive and you know, they, they really did showcase a lot with the persistence because it initially was just a VR game. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the conversations you had with them where they were showing all the testing and they had that sort of demo where they had a room of just like really fake looking characters, but the way they moved was what made it scary. And so they really investigated the psychology of VR and horror and that's how they made such a brilliant game. Uh, and then they made a flat screen version, then an enhanced version. And I feel that they're really great at just, you know, becoming masters of the technology. It kind of reminds me of when Naughty Dog, you know, goes to a new console. And, you know, for the PS4, they remastered The Last of Us. Yep. And, you know, people are like, why would they do that? Well, Naughty Dog have come out and said, it's so we understand the architecture before we then start creating new games like The Last of Us Part Two. And uh, I feel Firesprite working with Guerrilla Games is a great partnership. And for them to be called upon to work uh, with, you know, potentially some other um, company within PlayStation in horror uh, and narrative. Oh, I mean, I think I just think the future is so, so exciting. 
uh, not just for VR, but gaming as a whole with these kind of this cross pollination with all these different acquisitions. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a bit to unpack here too, as well, because uh, because we keep talking about the definition of AAA first and foremost, and and by no means do I think that the Persistence was a AAA game, you know, and and I I feel like to put it in perspective, I always say, imagine playing this on a flat screen, and then and then now compare it to other flat screen games, right? And that, and that hopefully because I mean making a VR game and making a flat screen game depending on which developer you talk to, is not a radically different thing. So if you put put Persistence on the flat screen and you go, okay, this is a great game, but like it's a super above average indie game. Like, and so for them to, for them to say here, you know, we're, we're making a triple A horror game goes, okay, we know you've staffed up quite a bit over the last, you know, few years since Persistence came out, but like it's a, it's a really new high bar to reach for. Um, it, and I just feel like everybody's saying AAA, 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 Cloudhead, AAA, you know, uh, End Dreams, AAA, and and, I, and none of these studios have made a AAA game before, uh, and so I'm I'm personally curious to see what they think that means. And and, and but you know, you, but but Call Call of the Mountain that's going to be AAA, isn't it? Maybe it's it's hard to tell right now. Like, could if if it's if it's a really beautiful and super immersive and absolutely incredible twenty minute game. <laughs> like well you nailed some of the elements of triple a what i consider triple a is like you know just like fucking graphically super impressive but you didn't act but you know there's there is an element of length when it comes to that and saying well you know you can't call a 20 minute experience a triple a title um and i'm sure it's not gonna be 20 minutes we know it's gonna be much longer than yeah but but we don't know yet you know there's so there's so many questions about call of the mountain so so we don't know what that means and i'm not sure if they know what that means to be honest with you i th- i think i think people like to use AAA in vr as a um as, as a crutch they, they say oh well it's triple a for vr instead of just being like oh it's just a fucking triple a game you know yeah yeah um but 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 also the triple a has i'm just looking at the article again that is um, it, it is the way that it was listed as well for a job. So the yeah. fact that they're saying AAA is probably to say, look, we're working with, you know, prestige IP. Um, this isn't like a new IP that we're kind of experimenting. This is going to have big budget behind it. So they're going to need people that know how to work with those budgets and resources. Um, reminds <laughs> me a lot, though, when when you yeah, go for it. I just like that the article says it's not clear whether the title is based on an existing store Sony horror game property like Siren or whether it's a new IP. I'm like Siren, <laughs> like to to even float the concept that it might be Siren is <laughs> like yes, wow, dude. It's like we're gonna bring Siren back before we bring Resistance back, before we kill bring Killzone back, before we bring. I mean, dude, they they have. So, I mean, there are so many amazing Sony IPs. We're gonna be, we're gonna bring siren back from the ps2 era are you yeah. kidding me like, I, it's, it's, it's just like who wrote this that's all i gotta say it's just a silly silly thing to write but but, no, it, but if it was siren that would be amazing just saying yeah and a surprise <laughs> a surprise but yeah. yeah i i i was i was gonna mention that um i remember ninja theory who who made um yeah. um oh my goodness um dmc sacrifice Sacrifice. Um, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah, Senua's Sacrifice, thank you. Um, 
because I actually I actually applied for the role uh, for their social media a, a year or two ago. So I had some great conversations with their teams internally. And the reason I liked them was that they have the approach of, I think they call it indie triple A, mm-hmm. which straight away you'll be like, oh, so they're, now they're playing with it. But, you know, the, the definitions. But the right. reason they position themselves like that is saying, we are going for triple A, but on indie budgets. So for example, you look at all the motion tracking they, they use Ninja Theory. It is like, top of the range like when you look at the showcase of like the new hellblade um at the first um xbox sort of showcase at the game awards absolutely incredible and that is done in the studio they used to have to fly out to la every year from cambridge in the uk now they order off amazon and ikea bits and pieces and they've set up their own studio and they said you can do it on an indie budget um and uh the, the the lines are blurring and i'm sure that a lot of developers like fire sprite who have worked on smaller budgets have got a lot to teach guerrilla games that you know have bigger budgets and that's how they learn off each other it reminds me of the early days of youtube when i started working uh, for broadcast companies with all these millions and millions of pounds or dollars of budget and i'm like but this is what i do diy in my own home and it's like oh now you can actually learn a lot from each other the big players teach you about process and logistics and dealing with big scope the small indies and that teach you about being agile and being flexible and being creative with new ideas and bringing those two together actually create the best new products. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it for that reason. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm, I'm excited about it for simpler reasons, I think. And that's because, um, again, assuming that this ends up being a VR title, which I really do think all of fire sprites games will end up being hybrid titles. Um, Outside of Call of the Mountain, of course. Uh, but one of the big complaints that uh, the Persistence had was that it was DualShock only. Uh, and so, like, as immersive as it was and as crazy, like, scary as it was, especially at the beginning, you know, and the, as the action intensified, as all of that made a really good game, there's sort of always been this segment of the population who've been like, yeah, but it's DualShock only. And, I'm, and that just, right. that's not VR to me. And I'm like, you know what, like... Th- that if that's what you think then fine if that's not what you think then fine it doesn't really matter the fact is is like to to see what to see them do their next project and know that if it's vr it'll be dual sense or two sense controllers i gotta get used to saying persistence was a playstation exclusive yeah uh it it's a playstation vr exclusive and please correct me if i'm wrong in the chat guys but then the flat screen version came to multiple consoles not multiple consoles okay cool because my thought was just um if it came out on like Oculus or something like that, did they then have two controllers? Because because I, I do think a part of it could be a hard a hardware issue as well. Is with PSVR you do have to prioritize um, in terms of where you're going to put the GPU investment, mm-hmm. and I do like that that limitation is going to be significantly re- uh, reduced on on the next gen hardware. Because not only have you got new VR hardware, you've also got new console hardware, so it's like doubly impressive <laughs> for sure um and dude like stripping this stripping this new story down to its absolute basic core i'm just happy that they're making another horror game yeah no for <laughs> like, sure like that <laughs> is the most feelings. important thing to me like, <laughs> keep, keep bringing the horror like and I, and I think you know especially knowing that like vr is so good for horror it's like just just keep bringing them in people complained at one point that the playstation vr one had too many horror games and i was like not good ones though there were there was like a few good ones and then the rest were kind of garbage. Uh, and so I'm very, very 
happy. Oh, thank you. Uh, Wes is in the chat. Virtual strangers. Uh, what's up? It says persistence hey, is playable and beautiful on Steam VR. Thank you for the clarification. Okay. Fuck you. You're fired. How dare you correct me in front of all these people? <laughs> but does that mean it is um, like motion tracking on your hands? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Wes, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. We are going to wait now. Yeah. We've got time. <laughs> you you uh, wh- can't c- come in here and try and show us up and then think we're not just going to wait for you to tell us yeah. the full story. Seriously. You've you got way more characters to use in that comment. Why didn't you use them? <laughs> uh, da- Daniel Norton says, I'm so depressed. Join the club, man. Uh, but we can all be depressed together. It's all right. Um, while we're Love to you, for- Daniel. Oh, no. Uh, Virtual Stranger says no. Oh, okay. Gamepad only. Dude, uh, so we're only... 35 minutes late on uh, on getting to this <laughs> on the run of show uh, but I think it's time that you and I talk about Fallout Boy more specifically in terms of the new Beat Saber DLC we can talk about Fallout Boy right. on their own I guess but I think not. no one would be too interested in that maybe yeah I'm mean- I'm look. I'm. Not, I've never been a huge Fallout Boy fan. Know the occasional songs and that, but I'm just going to say right off the bat. For me, when it comes to new DLC, it's what do the mechanics feel like? Um, is it an interesting new mapping system? And what about the environments? This environment is the most Guitar Hero Beat Saber has ever felt. It feels yes. like Guitar Hero. It's amazing. You have a crowd, um, and. Uh, Something else I like to do is I then like going back to old DLC in that environment. And I was mm-hmm. playing Linkin Park uh, with my color setting. Uh, and my goodness, it felt like the music video for Faint. Uh, it was just like all the glow off the crowd and everything. And uh, I'm having an absolute blast with it. But yeah, when when the fire comes up for the choruses, mm-hmm. um, you you feel it. Like it's um, it's it's it, it's not. It doesn't feel like flat or distant it does feel like an environment that's there with you um and so you know the devs that beat games once again have just knocked it out of the park they've produced a really really great dlc um i haven't played all the songs yet but i'm having a really really good time with it yeah about I, you, actually, Brian? I didn't have time uh before the show to to try out all of the uh all of the songs i tried maybe four or five uh, my favorite thing to do when I jump in is to do um, is to just play on expert uh, because expert is sort of where I live, um, especially when I'm, you know, uh, especially when I'm more in practice than I am right now. Uh, most, you know, most I can do most songs except for like Camellia stuff on expert, uh, and then you know once I get a little practice in, I can usually finish on expert plus. Um, and so, uh, whatever the last track pack was, I remember trying to play on expert and being like, oh, whoa, I'm got my butt kicked like right off the bat. Um, Wait, what was the last? OST five. OST five. It, that, that's what it was. Yep. And, uh, and and I was like, oh man, am I this out of practice? Dude, that's tricky. Yeah. And it's it what it was just a hard track pack. And so uh, and so starting with this one off, I definitely screwed up, and I definitely didn't finish all the songs. But you can tell whether a little practice will get you there or not. And a little practice will get me through all of these songs, no problem on expert. Um, and that's that makes me feel good. I don't. I do not like when they change the saber colors. I, I know that's like, you know, a custom thing and, you, and I can change them back if I want to. But my brain is so hardwired to think blue, red. And that's and, and as soon as you go yeah. red, yellow, I'm just like, I, I don't know anymore. Like, I don't know how to play this game, like starting from scratch. Yeah. So it's a struggle. But, like, but it is. It, it, it's good. It's good that they have it customized for the track back. I do like that. 
Yeah, no, that 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 is true. Um, and uh, something, as I mentioned, I like to use the environments for previous songs and that. I actually then tried um, the OST five map, which was it's called Weave, and it's where it's like loads of beams of light, and they move in all different directions. And I think the devs said they took it took eighteen months to make that OST five because of the new mechanics and yeah, and yeah. the new lighting system, which is incredible. Yeah. But and I, again, I'd love Game Cats to like correct me if I'm wrong, but I did try it with a few tracks. If you try any tracks that are not in the OST five on that map, the lights just stay flat at the bottom; they don't move at all. And I was incredibly disappointed because yeah. what I always knew the way that the maps are designed in Beat Saber normally is the it's it's not we've programmed them to react in certain ways to different parts of the songs. It's like AI, I think there's like an algorithm based on like what the music's doing. I could be comp- talking complete nonsense, but it's the idea that they don't have to program the environments for every song. It's like, so you can play any song, any new song on old environments and vice versa, and it will make it work. But on that weave environment, it's it's not working, which is a real shame because it's a really, really good one. But um, uh, yeah. on, on that topic though, with uh, as far as like the new lighting and everything's concerned, uh, it felt the OSC five sort of felt limited because they were trying to showcase the new lighting so much. There was something about that. It was like, okay, we get it. You get all sorts of different lights and they move around. We get it. But to see to see that new lighting system in place in this new environment, uh, along with you know the new mechanics, the arcs and the uh, and the, the chains or the links, whatever uh, those new blocks, it all felt like it really worked well together. And I and I was sort of on the fence about arcs. I was like, why are these here? What's the point of these? I'm and I and I saw I know originally Rubich the Beauty Game Cat. I saw him on Twitter saying uh, that you know we should have an option to turn off the arcs. And of course, options are great. If you if you hate arcs, hopefully there's an option to turn them off at some point. But I I actually felt like they were really helping me get into the groove of playing. And, uh, and you know, especially kind of like some of the weird uh, block placements. It, it was nice to kind of like know where they were coming from and it kind of gets you yeah. in that flow state. They're definitely setting up now for like the long term and really getting a sense of, you know, it, it, it makes me feel it won't be long till they have some kind of, what was it on Guitar Hero? Yes, star power. We had to tip your guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I bet you there's going to be a point where um, there'll be certain combos on the on the map, and if you hit everyone perfectly, you'll then get a star power or something like that. I feel like something like that will eventually happen, but I do think they need to now go back through all the previous OSTs at the very least and do new versions with the new mechanics because um, you know there's a lot of songs with long notes and hanging it on with those um, you know long snakes uh would 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 be good but um and then you know people say well, what, what about high scores how will that change there should be we, we spoke about this before there should yeah. be a, a legacy um uh high scores you know yeah. completely wipe it people can still keep their old high scores on the legacy list and you can even play the legacy mode you know as you yeah. mentioned the suggestion of can you play it without the new features um but it's something to get used to but i'm having an absolute blast with it and um you know, they've already teased, you know, being able to have new cosmetics like new swords and that. They're really pumping it up now, beat games. And uh, I just can't wait to see what they do next because they need it that every every DLC gives you new cosmetics. You know, have a Fallout Boy hoodie that you could unlock, you know, for, for your multiplayer character and stuff like that. But Would be great. <laughs> 
It would be yeah. good, and, and I'm and I'm right there with you. I think this environment is one of the best ones we've seen so far. I I, I was a huge fan of the Lincoln Park one, like the the whole subway thing. Like that was to me that was really cool. It felt different than all the other ones because all the other ones are you know you kind of feel like you're on a platform and there's just like lights or whatever. You know, even the Panic at the Disco is like you're kind of in a church, but it felt very very open. Um, and then the and then the Lincoln Park was like, oh, I'm like underground or some shit. You know, like this is yeah. cool. Uh, and this this again is is more Beat Sabery. But at the same time, like, I feel like Fall Out Boy is very Beat Sabery. Like, they're like, you know, we want to be the biggest band in the world. And it's all very over the top and flashy and shit. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's, that works really well in, in, in Beat Saber atmosphere. Um, and it, even though it was missing some of their top tracks mm-hmm. that even I noticed weren't there, um, it was still a great pack. Um, whereas straight away, I'm comparing it to Green Day. Like Green Day for me was just a huge disappointment. Uh, And it's not just to do with the song choices. I mean, there were some good songs I liked in my opinion, but like there was, there was a lot obviously missing uh, like an album's worth. Um, (laughs) But uh, the, the the mapping as well was just very, it felt very safe. Um, And, but then it was at a time where they weren't really pushing the boundaries. Uh, It was like, we have these mechanics in Beat Saber now we've got really interesting properties and and probably when they were trying to sell it to these labels they were like no we'll just do more of what we've done already uh and we'll put some of your new albums here to promote it and things like that now they're really establishing themselves that artists want to be involved and so they're like yeah come on board but we want to build you this environment and we want to have these mechanics in there to showcase as well um, beat games have definitely established themselves as having a lot of clout in the negotiations um, with with artists and labels. I'm I'm sh- I'm actually shocked that you said that the mapping in Green Day uh, felt safe, or because to, to me, I think the mapping in Green Day was one of the best things about that track pack. Um, and the, that's coming from somebody who probably hasn't beaten half of those on Expert Plus. Um, and, and didn't, I didn't know two of the songs because that album hadn't come out yet when the track pack came out. It's like, I get, we're, you know, we understand you're trying to promote your new album, but like, how about you give us some songs off of Dookie? Some, some, but like, you know, yes. but, but doing the, um, uh, the American idiot tracks, there was like the, uh, like there was like big walls and everything when they were doing like the, I walk the lonely road and yes. It, it yeah. 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 Like, and even the new songs that I didn't know, I just loved some of the, uh, some of the motion nah. that made me do. Yeah, I, I I take that back. Actually, um, I, I think some of them I, I thought were a bit safe. I I agree with you now. Actually, yeah, that, that some of those ones with the the mapping design of the tunnels and stuff like that was actually pretty sweet, and that it had the real drumming field in it. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely did. And and some of the songs in this new Fall Out Boy pack feel that way too. Um, yes. Which which again, you know, if anyone upset that like Sugar We're Going Down isn't on the list, I am too. Because uh, I mean, it's like I don't, I don't care. Like the fact that you know, th- some some of the songs we've gotten uh, over the, you know, from Imagine Dragons and from Panic to Disco and even Green Day didn't don't seem like Beat Saber songs, like Beat Saber style songs. Uh, but they made them work really well. And I feel like with a little creativity, Sugar We're Going Down could have worked really well too. Um, That's what I was, yeah, yeah. Surprise wasn't there, but yeah, it's like one song from Under the Cork Tree, and I, and I mean, I know that I'm like biased because that was the that was the the cd that got me into them like for, that was I, I didn't listen to uh, take this to your grave until long after from under cork tree came out so and, and nothing from uh take this to your grave either so you know for all the hardcore uh fallout boy fans out there i feel like this is missing something but i'm sure you can say that for every single track back that's been released on beat saber so far um what are you gonna do so uh my chemical romance i didn't see who said it in the chat but yes oh coco De- 
uh, the diva is MCR on the list. God, I fucking hope so. Just give me MCR. We don't MCR need any would be amazing till the end of time. That's all I want. I'll be happy. Y'all can suck it. <laughs> a lot Miles. of people on Wednesday said Fear Factory for a metal track. That would be yeah. amazing because it would just be double pedal rudiments with your hands. Yeah. I got time for that. Dude, well, yeah, Wes on Wednesday, uh, Wes, Wes, Wes Nest Day, can't, haven't figured that one out yet, uh, said um, to Nine Inch Nails, and immediately I was like, what, what, why don't we have Nine Inch Nails yet? There's so much good music out there that belongs in Beat Saber that we haven't gotten yet, and hopefully we will. Yeah. As soon as VR gets bigger and Beat Games gets bigger, uh, I think next gen we're going to see some crazy DLC. Well, fingers crossed. I don't know shit. Just want Beat Games to do a deal with Spotify and go, right, yeah, we've got sync your Spotify account, and <laughs> we'll just do it. Oh, automatic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Miles. Yeah. How, hey, how do you feel about playing? Oh, PSVR? what? This has been streaming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> At the start, feel- I thought you were joking. I thought it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> we're really live. I was, just, oh. I was just making up. I was just making up ca- uh, comments from the chat. That's that's what I was doing. So oh, my goodness. It, just, it is. I've just clicked it. It's a GIF. It's just stopped. They're all my imaginary it's just repeating. friends. You've met oh, 142 man. of my imaginary friends. Oh, no. You're all, you're all just voices in my head. There's no way you're trust all Trust issues. I'm just going to have trust issues now. <laughs> oh, well. It was fun. Hey, Miles, I, I heard you picked out a game for me to guess during 20 questions. Uh, yes, Brian, I did. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock, the clock up on the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. And all of you out there in the chat, please, for the love of God, help me because... <laughs> You know how this goes. Everything gets real hard once we start the game. Real hard. Insects. So I'm just going to answer every question randomly, yes or no, and then we'll just work out together what game I might be thinking of, myself included. As yeah. long as I win in the end. That's all that matters. <laughs> you guys, help me out in the chat. I'm going to need all of your help. I need your questions. I need your recommendations. Help me out. I suck at this game, even though I've reviewed like 80% of the PSVR catalog. Let's do this. Uh, does it have aim support? Uh No. I love that you froze for a second. Like, I, I don't wait. What, how do we? Um, do, does it have move support? Oh, so we're doing VR games. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> does it have move support? Uh, no. Dual shock only. We're assuming. Okay, because it could just be an experience where there's no controller. <sighs> Is this a? Would you consider this a puzzle game? Um. Yeah, in part. Partially a port show. Yeah, partially puzzle PP. Yeah. Puzzle game PP. Yeah, I'm gonna look back that and go, what the fuck? Because <laughs> uh, that's how good my memory is. Um, partially puzzle game. Uh, is there any rhythm element to this? No, no. Contemplating a lot over there. Uh, No rhythm. Uh, Does it have a horror element to it? Mm, No, 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 no horror. No, no rhythm. No horror. Uh, Do you do any shooting in this game? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't trust you. <laughs> partially puzzle, partially shooting. <laughs> shooting. <laughs> it's, just, it's a partial sort of game. Yeah, yeah. 
You do shooting in it. You do you, some shooting in it. Not, not an official question. Are you partial to it? No, 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 no. That would be an official question. Um, uh, wait, yeah. Wait, is, it, is, oh, it a good, is it a good game? <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. would, it, would it fall on our top 25 list ever? Like that good? I just got um, three questions for the price of one. Oh, man. Like, I'm not asking if it ever landed Well, I said, yeah, it was a good game. Would it fall on your top 25? Is it good mm. enough to land there? It's good enough to land there. I don't okay. think it would be on there. Okay, good enough. Partially shooting, partially puzzle, and good enough. That, these, good are, these are all box quotes, by the way. <laughs> it's um, all just meh. Is the game meh? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? Is it first person? Mm, no. It's not first person. Mm, no, 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 no. Don't think so. No, I no. wrote down first person. I have to write not, not first person. It's not, it's not first person. Okay, so uh, we we wow, we've got um, we just limited the number of games so quickly. Uh, no, partially shooting. Partially, did this has this developer made more than one PSVR game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Has this developer just uh, released? Is there a sequel to this game or a or a prequel? Are there more than one game? Is, it, is there more than one yes. game in this? There is. Okay. So it's. I mean, yeah. It sounds like we're. Do you, do you, do you control a little mouse in this game? By the way, I've I've I <laughs> I've I've lost track of uh, how many you've asked. I think that I think that's your limit, you mate. You had one job. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you're out. Sorry, you, you lost. Yeah. You lost. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That that was your last guess. Yeah, you already had your last guess. Sorry, man. So do you control a little mouse in this game? <laughs> yes, you do. If if we were to give you an extra one, yeah, yeah, if, you yeah, do, you I mean, do. yeah, for all by all means. Um, I'm keeping track over here. By the way, we're not even halfway. Uh, <laughs> as uh, is is this is this game a sequel? Yes. Uh, I think that narrows it down then. Uh, just just to be absolutely sure, because <laughs> I mean, there's got to be more than one third person game where you play as a little mouse that has a sequel to it on PlayStation. But to be fair, when you did ask me, am I partial? And I went, yeah, it is because I've only partially played it. <laughs> <laughs> is this game Moss Book 2? It is. Excellent. Excellent. I was wondering if you've actually had it on the game before where you've done a game that's just been reviewed on the show. I think it might have been done once or twice before. I think AJ did that once, did he? A yeah, game that I, you just covered. I, I feel like maybe that happened with Song in the Smoke or uh, or, or another mm. game, but yeah, every so often it does. Uh, it does. So, what well Brian? Miles. Good job, good job. Uh, as, and some as of the, the game cats had game. got it earlier as well. Nice one. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the uh, the help, everyone in the chat. You're all awesome, uh, and and thank you uh, to everybody who hung out today. Thank you to everybody who uh, who stuck around during this uh, kind of crazy transition week. Uh, shout out to AJ who's uh, who's killing it at his new job. We assume. I don't know. You know, we we can only take his word, and you know, he's an assassin. He's like, no, I'm I'm not good at my new job. (laughs) Like I'm really. Everyone's like, why aren't you better at this? No. Um. So yeah. So uh. And and everybody, make sure you look forward to Monday. By the way, where we announce um where we announce AJ's uh, replacement for the Monday show. Uh, We're gonna be very much looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be a that'll be another permanent new host or old host. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe I know. Maybe you'll know <laughs> soon enough. Uh, guys, yeah, thank we you. Hope everybody. you know. 
uh, who, who helps this channel run, including Miles Dyer, including uh, Jay Meow. Thank you to all the cats in the chat. Thank you to all the mods who help this channel run. Uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who does all the timestamps each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We appreciate all of you guys so very much. Um, Miles, did yes. a great job on your first uh, first game official co-hosting duty on Gamescast. Uh, thank you so much for being here, man. It means a lot. No, thanks for having me. And honestly, everyone in the chat, and again, for all the kind words, whether it was on Twitter or Instagram, on all socials it's, this week, it's been absolutely lovely. And actually, I will plug uh, every Wednesday, two hours before uh, Gamecast Live, um, I do a live show on my YouTube channel. So youtube.com forward slash miles. Um, and uh, yeah, you're always welcome to come there. We chat about all things, sometimes gaming. Uh, and we do a really fun word game at the end where everyone collaborates together and it's all done on stream. And the more people we have, the further we get in the game because we actually need more people to help out uh, to hit our targets. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so we just chill for an hour and then there's an hour break and then you can come over here uh, for Gamecast Live. And uh, it's, it's a good way to spend a Wednesday afternoon, evening or morning, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> right. And if you just have like, a couple hours to kill before Gamescast, then by all means, Ben, right? It's That's like, it. Gear up for Gamescast with Miles Dyer. That should be the name of the show. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Some psychic readings Ma and shit. Yeah, true. But uh, I think it's just called Miles Dyer Live at the moment, which is so inventive. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if Ga I don't know if PSVR Gamescast Live was super inventive either. Uh shout out to Niles Ryan, the game feline frame with five dollar tips as I showed up late, but have a good weekend, y'all. Thank you so much, Niles Ryan. We love you oh so very much. Uh, thank you to everybody who helped me out during 20 questions. Thank you to everybody who participated in the chat tonight. Thank you to everybody who donated. Thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash without parole games. And thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Let's cue the cat. Is it? Cue know. the cat, Brian. <laughs> I don't want to do, do this. I don't want to do it. I'm, yeah, no, we're going to do it. Can, we're going to do you, it. Can you do it in a metal voice? Can you like scream people? No, oh, names? man, I'm not. My no? Maybe no. another week. I'm not doing it today. I'm just going to go. So I, I, one job at a time. Let me see if I can do this first. Right, I'm going. We got Dan Kiefer. We got Old Darth. Good to see you there. Looking for the underground game cat. Miles, can you please scream the cat names? I'll scream yours again. Lupa the underground game cat. Ooh, That's that was, not my screaming voice. That was just some weird um, quill enemy voice. Uh, Bargo <laughs> is or Ice Soft. Uh, Brax Bro. Uh, Robert the Game Cat, um, Gabrielle 004, uh, Darch Angel 3, good to see you there. Steve Iyer, Guy Sun, the Fenner PSVR, let's go. Love it with all those emojis. Uh, Marcio Crouching, Zenithian Hidden Game Cat, what a name. Glad you found it hilarious. Uh, Virtual Strangers, Jazzy J, the Tarot Mage Game Cat, Rax Bro again, uh, Dan Kiefer, uh, Pyo Trek F. We got Kill Artist One, the Dreamweaver Game Cat. We've also got Neon Grove or Groove, sorry, um, GB a brief, uh Dreams Cat. Oh my <laughs> goodness, so many. All Pow, uh, Tax Refund, Love God and Love Thy Neighbor as Thyself Game Cat. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, who else we got? Donatello, the Scientist Game Cat, of yeah. course. Good to see you here, buddy. Mark Pringles Leaf. Leaf. Oh, yeah. Son. It's not easy, is it? To make it interesting, because no. it's you can it's super easy to go through and just be like Ian Stanbridge, Guy Son, sure. Mark, right? But like, but but man, I, I gotta say, man, I didn't. I don't think I appreciated 
how uh, how how much fun AJ makes it and, and kind of like customizes each yeah. one until I had to do it this week and then man I fucking suck at this <laughs> so hard. AJ AJ is uh is the is the absolute boss at this. I mean he made it um his own. Oh and and obviously Dave Station VR gotta say hi. Twitcher right. the I love Swordsman now Game Cat. Yeah. Uh Zombie five one five oh and yeah. Oh Nick Mulo the Game Cat. Wow. All right, you guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks again, Miles. Talk to you all soon. Take care, all. Yeah.